So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, today we're gonna take a quiz once again. Um, it's actually been quite some some time um, since I've, I've taken the last quiz and I'm just so unable to talk English today. It is insane. And I, I also really don't want to record. I'm just kind of doing it because I, I need to and I'm just pre-recording for the whole weekend quite because I need to learn and, and do shit and this is why I'm doing this. And so, yeah. Um, it is the quiz, can you name the most populated cities in the world from a hint? And I'm going to link it down in the description. So if you want to take it yourself, because I'm probably not going to go through the whole one, then you can do it. Take a bite out of this easy one. Which of these cities is known as the Big Apple? Chicago, Los Angeles, Houston or New York? And it is New York. You may not know it, but this city is roughly 8 million earned. City is city of roughly 8 million earned its name from horse racing. It's true, before the city adopted it as its nickname, the term Big Apple referred to a prize won at horse races. I see. If you want to see the Great Wall of China, you'll have to muzi to which of these cities? Beijing. The Great Wall of China, the longest such structure in the world at more than 13,000 miles long, cuts through parts of Beijing. Beijing boasts more than 21.5 million residents within its borders. Which is insane if you think about it, like, it must... But I mean, if you're living in these places and you're living in these areas where there is so many people, I do just definitely believe and quite hope as well that, that you really get used to it. And I don't know, I mean, I'm living in a fairly small city of, I think, 18,000, maybe just 18 to 20,000, something in that area um, at that point of time. Um, but it is insane. Like, I... I I would say that those people that are living in Beijing or just also New York, where there's just so many people, they would just feel just, I don't know, they would feel like incredibly maybe lost or alone or something when they're living in just my fucking city. And sometimes I feel like, wow, there's actually quite a lot of people here, you know, just, you know, with tourists and stuff like that, because there's a bunch of things to see there. And and yeah, but also there is the city where I've attended school um, is, I think, 120k or something of residents um and even this might be or would be like okay nothing quite you know and for me it is like um this is actually quite a big city you know quite a big city of course uh, compared to to munich for example or compared to um vienna um it's it's quite nothing of course you know but still compared to my little fuck ass town it is uh, something this state is the smallest in nigeria but the most populous in africa which is it Lagos. It's actually Lagos. With 21 million people and growing, some experts believe that Lagos could double in size over the next 30 or so years. Lagos, located in Nigeria, is a port city on Africa's west coast. I actually knew about that and I do kind of also believe that it is going to be the case. I mean, it is just so exponential, isn't it? You know, the whole growth of things like this, you know? But yeah, it used to be called Bombay, but today it is known by which of these names? Mumbai. Definitely not Sarajevo. And definitely also not Brussels and definitely also not Athens. <laughs> when you refer to it as Bombay or Mumbai, this city of 20 million in India boasts quite a history. The name changed from Bombay to Mumbai happened in the mid-1990s as locals attempted to separate the city from its history of British colonialism. And I do want to just point out very quickly that I've already gone through this quiz once. It says something else. 
Discover the World quiz. No, let's actually go through this, even though I kind of have a feeling that I've already went through this one as well. Uh, but we're going to see. Italy is the birthplace of pizza. Virginia is the birthplace of George Washington. And where is the birthplace of democracy? Uh, isn't it Rome? Athens. Athens is one of the oldest cities in the world and is home to some of the global most historic landmarks like the Acropolis and Parthenon. Or Thenon. I don't know. Democracy was birthed in the 5th century BC. The word democracy translates to people power. You know, but nowadays it's like, well, anyway. Intended to stand only for 20 years, where is the Eiffel Tower? It is in France. And I'm not gonna read anything. The largest country in the world has less than half the population of the United States. Do you know it? Russia. Whether it is uh, or whether it is or out of the European Union, what is the official currency of the United Kingdom? Euro, franc, yen or pound sterling? It is pound sterling. Uh, the United Kingdom was part of the European Union for nearly 50 years, but it never adopted the euro. London is one of the most integrated cities in the world, so you will find places that accept euros, but the pound is the official currency of the country. Do you really? Like, I do wonder, why would you take euros? I mean, yeah, I mean, I can get it in other cities where it's like, um, you're just really close to a border and there is just a lot of people that have euros and there's going to be a lot of people that also have other currencies. And then you say like, well, I'm, take, I'm taking all of it. And also just places where there's a lot of tourists. I also can understand that then. But, but I don't know, like, doesn't it make it way more complicated for you? Just, I don't know, like... Especially because, like, the um, the course of of exchange is always going to be a different one each and every day. So you, well, you're either going to be way too expensive, or you're going to be just quite cheap, or it's actually, uh, or you're actually quite lucky and you're having a, a pretty good price, you know, on your menu or on your price list or whatever you want to call it, um, or whatever it's all about. But yeah, still, I mean, I can understand it, but it's making things a little bit complicated, I would say. More than seven tons of fireworks uh, ring in a new year in which of these cities that's one of the first to celebrate Sydney. Sydney isn't the first city to ring in the new year, but it is one of the first and certainly the most popular. Sydney celebrates New Year's Day two hours before Tokyo, eight hours before Moscow, and 11 hours before London, and 16 hours before New York City, which, by the way, is something that I've seen as well, because... Um, we are an hour before London, quite, yes. Which means if when they're having it 9pm, we're going to have it 10pm, as far as I remember. I've been to London once. It's been quite a cool time, but it's been a two-sided thing when I've been in London. But anyway, maybe I'm actually going to talk about it once, but I don't know. The thing is, uh, the big thing is that, um, that yeah, you know, it's a quite... Quite of a funny thing when I when I am already in the new in the new year and then I see stories from people from the United States being like, well, you know, now we have the new year and everything is good and great and yeah, so it is quite interesting. The world's most populous metro is located in the land of the rising sun. Where is that? Japan. The sun arises in New Zealand and Australia before it does in Japan, but Japan earned the nickname centuries ago. The nickname comes from China, and from China's perspective, Japan is the land of the rising sun. Does it mean that everything is quite good in Japan, or Japan, compared to China? You know, when you're living in China, being like, wow, okay, Japan is, also, is actually just way better than we are, and stuff like that. So could this be the case? I kind of have a feeling that it is. 
What country is known for the dish of French fries, gravy, and cheese curds known as poutine? Turkey, Belgium, Canada. I'm going to go for... It's actually Canada. And I remember that I've actually as well taken this quiz before, but, but I didn't know about that. I really didn't know about that. Four of the five most populous countries in the world are located on what continent, also the world's largest? Ah, fuck, I've... Ah, Asia, of course. Well, I do want to take another quiz. <laughs> you know, things are boring me so quickly today, and I'm so... I'm actually quite exhausted. Like, it's it's not even being tired of some shit. It's just, I don't know, like, feeling I, I, I need to rest. Can you identify the bread from an image and hint? Well, let's, let's actually take this one. <laughs> It just gets more and more like strange. Uh, this bread gets its name and sometimes its taste from the fermented yeast. Do you know what it is? Pita Ray Sourdough Pumpernickel. It definitely is not pumpernickel. It's definitely not pita. Um, it could be either sourdough or ray, but it is way too bright for ray. So I'm going to go for sourdough. And it is sourdough, motherfuckers. The sourness of... Your sourdough depends on how you prepare the dough before you bake it. You'll need to mix a batch of dough and let it ferment for about 5 days so bacteria can grow to the proper strength before baking a loaf. I didn't know about that. This dense and flavorful bread is made from a grain that is equally popular for being eaten and drunk. Can you name it? Wheat bread, pumpernickel cornbread or ray bread? I think it's ray. And ray is actually fermented for like liquors, isn't it? Ray is one of the world's most popular grains and is prevalent throughout Western Europe and North America. It's known for being the main ingredient in many breads and whiskies, and the grain has many noted health benefits. Ray is actually pretty good, you know, pretty nice also in terms of the um, glycemic index. Very low, very, very low indeed, um, especially I mean, compared to fucking wheat, because wheat is fucking shit. I don't like... Well, I do like wheat. I do... I'm gonna have my cheat day tomorrow, and... I have been thinking a little bit about what I'm going to eat tomorrow, you know, what my day is going to be like. And and I don't know, like, I do think that, you know, there have to be rules. You know, I don't want to eat anything and everything because that's, I don't know, like, this is not something that I want to do. There have to be rules. Um, But what are the rules? You know, this is something that I, that I still have to kind of really be sure about quite you know one of them definitely is not eating anything where there is fucking sugar added which is going to include uh candies of course but also anything else because there's a lot of shit with uh added sugar and i don't want to have that shit um so this is one of them and i'm also totally fine with sweets and everything that is kind of baked good that you can buy in a supermarket with lots and lots and lots of sugar then also just drinks that are full of sugar and like added sugar i do want to point out added sugar when i can read and see added sugar then i'm not gonna eat or drink it um when it is kind of fermented and some shit then it is kind of something different and also when it is like i don't know uh honey it's also not sugar so even though does this make sense i don't really know haven't made up my mind about that but anyway um yeah but I don't know, maybe I'm going to eat some wheat things, you know, which is also going to include pasta because I I, have, I haven't had pasta in quite some time. But I also said to myself, like, you know, maybe I should also stick to like healthy grains and not really get to just wheat and, and all of that other shit. But yeah. Can you name this Middle East flat bread that is commonly served alongside hummus? Pita, matzah, pumpernickel, naan. 
It could be Pita, but I think it's either Nan or Matza. And I'm going to go for Nan. It's actually Pita. Pita is one of the most popular flatbreads on the world and it comes in different variations. Most notably pocketed or unpocketed. The Arab version features a pocket, the Greek version doesn't. I only know the just I think it I think it is pocketed, but I'm not quite sure what they mean by saying pocketed. But anyway. Can you make tech you can make tacos, tostadas, quesadillas and enchiladas with this bread? So what is it? Tortilla non Arab. I think a tortilla, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the tortilla is so synonymous with Mexican food that most people refer to anything wrapped up in a bread as a tortilla. Although that's just the name of the bread itself. It can be used to make a number of traditional Mexican dishes like tacos and enchiladas. This light and fluffy bun from France is treated in itself. Can you name it? Paratha, olive bread, brioche, jabati. I think it's a brioche, isn't it? Even though, you know, when it is about brioche, I do want to point out that it is just the most uncommon uncommon picture that they have chosen. You know, because I've never seen in my whole entire life brioche in that way. But anyway, a brioche bun can be eaten by itself as a snack or dessert, and it can be used for everything from a ham and cheese sandwich to a sweet breakfast. Sicilians serve gelato on brioche buns instead of cones or cups and the French use it to make pastries. I know this bread, but I'm gonna see. Unlike bread made from just one part of the wheat grain, this bread uses the entire grain, what is it called? Whole wheat bread. I actually really like it. I really like these types of of whole grain breads. Um, Even though I do like ray as well and sourdough really a lot. I in general like bread, um, but I'm not eating it. It is actually something that I've stopped and Yeah, period. Cereal grains contain three parts, but most bread is made using one part of the grain. These are called refined grains. A whole grain is a grain that consists of all three parts and whole wheat or whole grain bread is bread milled from whole grains. The next one is going to be the last one and the rest I'm going to go through on another episode just because it is quite fun. Can you name this bread named after one of America's most important crops? But I could also just go through it and... Then, no, I'm not gonna do that. Pumpernickel, cornbread, ray bread, wheat bread, it is cornbread. Cornbread was created by Native Americans and today is made using cornmeal, which is flour made from dried corn. It's a dry and crumbly bread that is a staple of soul food in the United States. If you deep fry the dough instead of baking it, you'll get hush puppies. I didn't know about that. But I do like cornmeal, you know. Um, or what is it called? Polenta which apparently is not even German, but uh, I think Italian or something. I don't know. But yeah, anyway, I'm going to end the episode there. Um, maybe I'm going to see you in the next episode of going through this amazing quiz and or more or less more interesting quiz than everything else that I've seen today. But yeah, um, I wish you the best health of happiness and all success and also hope that you're going to remind yourself and you're going to be remembered, which basically means your legacy and basically means just being a nice person and then being remembered as a nice person, which is a pretty fucking cool thing. Three other questions that I have you are why I hear what I'm trying to change and what is bothering you the most. These three questions are hopefully going to show you your purpose and maybe even a business idea. And the last one is what could you essentially say to another person that is indeed going to change their life? Because I totally believe we all can say something, whether it is a compliment or something else. We all can say something. And yeah, please think about that. Keep that in mind. And I'm hopefully going to see you the next time. So bye bye. Please take care of yourself, your family, your family, and your loved ones. 
I'm very sorry for just making it so quick. Bye-bye.